Hello! Ahoy! Welcome to the Botskers, the first annual Botskers ceremony. The stars are on the red carpet. They are indeed. The awards have been polished. <laughs> they have indeed. I'm polishing my award right now opposite you. I wondered what was turning me on so much. <laughs> and we've even got seat fillers seat all fillers. over the place. Yep. Have we? Yeah. So when people come up to claim their awards... Somebody else sits in their seat? Sure. Who's got to look good that? on TV. Who have we roped in for that Just role? got people. People? Yeah. Nondescript people. How are you today? I am very good. I am excited. I'm really excited for this. We've been planning this for so long. A lot of admin gone into this one, more than normal. So what are we doing, Nick? We are presenting the Botskas. Yes. So I think I talked about this bit before, but I'm, I'm happy to, to mention it again. Go for it. So we have just completed our second season. We of have. Bottom of the Stream, where we are on a never-ending voyage on our podcast boat yep. to find hidden gems lurking at the bottom of the Netflix stream. We have looked at 25 films each series. Yeah. And any film that we've talked about is eligible for an award. And this is those awards. Yeah. Every good film podcast needs an award ceremony. Every sure. Every film studio needs an award ceremony. I'm really excited. Me I'm too. buzzing. I've been buzzing all day. Can we talk about our what our award looks like first? Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll, we'll tweet it out and, and tweet it and Instagram it and yeah, get it out, on all get the it out there on all the socials. I'm so proud of it. It looks amazing. So our thanks go to our resident artist, Ross Cook. Definitely. We how, love you, how would you describe the award? Um, it's like an Oscar with a telly for a head holding a dead fish. Yeah, I don't know why he's killed the fish off. I'm, I'm a bit, that's bit... because I said <laughs> a few episodes ago, our award should just be a fish. Yeah. I'd said it should literally be a fish. Just, I, yeah, just give them like a uh, yes. dried fish. I, know, I think Ross has taken that and incorporated it he has. into these awards, which are fantastic. Yeah, they are really um, good. Thank you so much, Ross. They're really, really good. If you go and check out our socials, you'll be able to see them. I was, I was, I really wanted to get one 3D printed. But maybe, I thought that would be really cool. Maybe but we can work on that. Yeah, maybe for next next year. So we are going to go through. We have ten awards to give out. We do indeed. So we will go through them. Yep. We are not. We don't know who's won yet. No, we're going to debate them live. So we have the nominations. Yep. We have a few surprise guests to yeah, help us present. Lots of special guests coming in to assist us with this. And then between the two of us, we will just have a chat about each award and. Agree, <laughs> hopefully agree. Fight to the death, or argue about who the winner should be. Maybe we'll have to play rock paper scissors for the winner. Are you you want to come back for more? Are you, are you sure that's wise? Yeah, I'm still gutted that you beat me the last time. <laughs> and I think we're gonna have some fun. I think we are. I think we. I'm really looking forward to it. Is there any more admin or intros? Don't think so. Do we do we need to give our socials out just so people know where Shall they can? I? find these awards and pictures we're going to tweet i can do that so follow us on twitter at bots underscore podcast follow us on instagram that's the same at bots underscore podcast uh, facebook.com slash bottom of the stream is the facebook page bottom of the stream at gmail.com is the email address and bottom of the stream.com is the website on the website we'll find both season stream tables and every episode we've ever recorded both seasons stream tables are now complete as well so soon you'll be able to find the third season stream table oh amazing mental um also follow us on patreon at patreon.com slash bottom of the stream where for a little bit of a cash monies every month you can get some uh, free cool shit if you can't do that then just leave us a review on apple podcasts or on Podchaser because that really helps us along anything else don't think so if you're interacting with us in the next week or so let's go for hashtag botskers <laughs> that is hashtag b-o-t-s-c-a-r-s do it 
get it going. Get it going. We'll start it. It's the award ceremony everyone is going to want to be Definitely. I'm going to tweet everybody who's won an award tonight and let them know that they've Fantastic. won one. So hopefully we'll get some interaction with the winners and nominees as well, which would be cool. There's some awards you may not want to win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah we're not may being, I suggest? We're not being completely positive with these, but <laughs> that, that wouldn't be us without it. Are we ready to uh, move on with, to the first award? I think so. Okay, so what's the first award that we're giving out tonight, Nick? Numero uno is an award suggested by one of our Patreons, the aforementioned Ross Cook. Yep, and artist. Yes, it is the award for the most misleading trailer. And so it's quite apt that the person who's going to present the nominations for this award is Mr. Ross Cook himself. Please welcome Ross Cook. Hi, Ross Cook here. You might know me from such things as the logo for the Bottom of the Stream podcast and nothing else. If you fancy changing that, head over to Instagram and give me a follow at Ross Cook Comic Art or at my semi-almost regular webcomic at Inappropriately Boring. Good luck spelling that. I believe in you. When BTOS asked me if I wanted to be part of the Botskers, I was nervous, honoured and more than a little turned on. I hope you'll join me in all those feelings as I present the nominations for... Best shirtless Nicolas Cage. Mo- Wait, no, sorry, that's wrong. It's the award for the most misleading trailer, and the nominations are: Animal World, Clinical, The Anomaly, The Clapper. He's out there. Thanks. Back to you, Adam and Nick. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Ross. I am definitely feeling a little horny. Me too, always. Especially when he mentioned shirt- shirtless Nicolas Cage. I know. It's just the sound of Ross's voice. <laughs> it's enough to get me going. Right, most right, misleading trailer. Most misleading trailer. We've had a few of these. We really have. All five of those that are nominated <laughs> for a start. What sticks out to you? I'm not. We. I think we. I don't think we necessarily need to talk about all of them. No, maybe not. Um, but we'll just. I. We'll just go with the flow and see what happens. Yeah, personally, I think this is the most clear cut one we've got on uh, the whole uh, list. Okay. Uh, if Animal World doesn't win this one, <laughs> I'll be very disappointed. The trailer for Animal World portrays a completely different film to the film Animal World. Sure. It's a shoe in for me. So I, I'm between two. Two of them stick in my mind. Okay. Uh, the, one of them is clinical. Uh, yeah. Mostly because from the trailer, I thought we were getting a good film, uh, <laughs> and it was not. And we did not. Um, that kind of uh, was edited into us having this really taut, um, suspenseful, gripping. It was a really good trailer. So it is a really good trailer. Uh, to be and, fair. and there was none of those features it's a in really the movie. Shit film. <laughs> it was like a made-for-TV lifetime type yeah. movie, and it was terrible. But I will save my arguments for later because I totally agree with you. It's got to be Animal World, hasn't it? Animal World. What did the trailer give us? It gave us a ninja clown fighting aliens. Yeah. What did the film give us? Uh, It gave us a high stakes game of rock, paper, scissors (laughs) on a cruise ship. Yeah, it really did. It was the most... The the trailer was pretty much all done in the first 10 minutes of the film. Sure. The rest of the film was completely different to what the trailer was. And it was the most misleading trailer. There's no two ways about it. I think it's an easy one. I think so too. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations to the producers of Animal World. And it stars for winning the first ever Botska. Well done. Yes, the Botska 4 most misleading trailer goes to Animal World. Brilliant. Excellent. That was easy. We're going to fly through this. It's going to be about 15 minutes. We'll be done and out. I'm not sure I'd put money on that. (laughs) So, Ad, what is award number two? The second award of the evening is going to be for Best Death. And 
to produce produce to present the award, we are joined by our friends Gorham and Reginald Thistledwhite from the Friends and Flayers podcast. Hello, I'm Gorham. And I'm Reginald Thistlewhite from, from the, the Friends and Flayers podcast. podcast. We're getting ready to launch season two of our show. To get caught up on season one, you can listen to Friends and Flayers on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at Friends and Flayers. That's Friends, the letter N, Flayers. We're here to present the nominations for Best Death. The nominees are The Cubing from The Cube, Garbage Disposal Neck Break from Wish Upon, Head Crush The Lazarus Effect, The Cheerleader from Murder Party, and Double Knife Head Stab from The Babysitter. Thank you very much, guys. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gorham. Thanks, Reginald. <laughs> the Friends of Flares is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, if you hadn't guessed. Check them out. They're really good. Check it's them funny. out. It's funny. Um, Do you know, I think that is the first Reginald I've ever met. Really? My granddad was called Reginald. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not. It's definitely the first Gorham I've ever met. Yeah, definitely. I've never met a Gorham. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for coming along, guys. We'll Much leave links to all the podcasts in the description of this yep. episode, so you can check them all out, because they're all great. Yeah, as we wouldn't have had them on if they weren't. And I'm sure we'll say a couple of times, but thank you very much for everyone who yeah, absolutely, hundred percent, come along tonight to help <laughs> present. You're all looking great. I don't know. I mean, does Gorham does he really squeeze mm. into that tux that well? <laughs> Not brilliantly, is it? But but there you go. I, who am I to comment about fashion? Absolutely, that's what you're wearing. Yeah, exactly. You've still got your podcast shorts on, <laughs> but tux on top. Tux on top. Anyway, okay, best death. I think we should probably uh, talk a little bit about all of these, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. Because, again, we had a lot of deaths to choose from. We did, yeah. This was a hard one to pick five for. I, I will say, I'll give a shout out, an honourable mention, if you will, for for a film that we did not actually nominate in this category. And uh, remember Revenger? I do. Oh, body count in that. Yeah, there was a lot of deaths in that. I, I think that would definitely di- win most deaths. Yeah, I think the difficulty is um, picking one out of there. Yeah. It would have been a very tough task. Um, so, the cubing in the cube. Very first scene of the film? Maybe the most famous death. Yeah, definitely. Debatable if it's the best, but you'll, you know, cubes, cube's an old film. Yeah, 97? Yeah, and and we, one we definitely wanted to go and revisit. Yeah. Um, cause we, it was the only one we've done out of the 50 that we'd seen before. Yes. So, and, and it so was a long how, time ago. It was season one. Yeah. But it's, it's pretty iconic. So how would you describe that? It's basically a guy gets cheese wired. Yeah, into and, cubes. And falls into little cubes of man meat. Pretty much the first scene of the film as well, isn't it? So you kind of straight away know exactly yeah. what you're getting from, yeah. from cubes. Also, well done for not laughing when I said man meat. <laughs> I'm there used you to you saying man meat. I say it all the time. So yeah, good. I think that's a strong contender. I agree. Garbage disposal neck break from Wish Upon. It's probably the best thing of a, a tame film. <laughs> I really liked Wish Upon. We're going to have I this argument not. again. So yeah, the this was an old older lady. She was scalped she by was her scalped, garbage yeah. disposal, wasn't she? Yeah. Her, her hair, hair got, got caught. And her neck got broken and her head got ripped off. Her, her neck, hair got ripped off. My problem with Wish Upon, with Wish Upon yeah. was that it did not go all in. So yeah, if it had gone agreed. full in, final destination, yeah, I would have been more on board. Yeah, be a little bit too serious, I guess. It had a couple of good deaths in, but it cut away. And I'm not one, I don't need to see like loads of gore and stuff. Yeah. But if they were going to do stuff like that. Do it. Go all in. Go out there and do and, it. And they sort of pulled away, didn't they? Yeah. 
Uh, so, so I'm discounting that for me. Okay, straight away, straight out. Head crush, the Lazarus effect. Everyone loves a good head crush. This was right at the end of the film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, was from the from, main guy got killed. From Game of Thrones to the Lazarus effect, <laughs> everyone likes a good head crush. I really liked this death because I thought the effects were really good. He's, yep. he's, he sort of went purple and his eyes started bulging. So then there was a really horrible crunching noise. So this is when the demon lady yeah. crushed her ex-fiance's head. Head. Head's the word head crush. Yeah. Keep knocking my microphone. That was a good one. Cheerleader. Murder, murder party was a long, long time ago. Yeah. It was really early on. So this was... I like this one. Yeah. Because... It, it came, came out of nowhere. Exactly. So you've got this set up in a warehouse. Not much has happened so far in the film. Yeah. And then basically the cheerleader falls off a chair and gets a head impaled by a bit of steel. <laughs> she does. And it was the surprise factor yeah, that gives first, this a lot of um, points first, for me. First hint of where the film was heading. Yeah. And then the film really headed in that direction. <laughs> Murder Party is mental. Um, yeah, that's a strong contender as well. And then more recently, Double Knife Head Stab from The Babysitter. Sure. So the nerd guy, all of a sudden, again, out of nowhere... The first death of the film? Yeah. Yeah, got double stabbed in the head. The babysitter produces a couple of daggers, basically, and uh, sacrifices uh, the, the, the guy, guy from Hot Pot. Yeah, <laughs> by by stabbing him in the head. Do you know what holds me back on that one? Go on. I think it, I, I think it was in the trailer, or part of oh, it was, was it? in the trailer. Oh, wow. I think. I My memory remember. may be. I can't remember. But that, that's what I think. Uh, what, what, you, what, what are you putting your money on, then? I think it's between the cubing... And the cheerleader in Murder Party. Okay. Um, I have highlighted one of those. <laughs> Which one have you highlighted? Uh, the cheerleader in Murder Party. I think it has to be, doesn't it? Like you say, the cubing in the cube is really iconic. But the, the, that death in the Murder Party came out of nowhere. Yeah. And really set the scene for where the rest of the film was going. And it was the standout moment of that movie. Yeah, 100%. I, I know I'd argue the others weren't. Murder Party... Murder Party is weird in my mind because it, f- it finished really low on the stream table. Yeah. But I have a real fond memories of it now. It's it's out there. It's Yeah, it's really out there. I don't know. I have a bit of an affection for it now. I don't know if time's passed and I just think, oh, Murder Party. I did. So, so I can remember. We d- I didn't particularly like it, but I... We thought as, it was... as a piece of... As a movie, I didn't particularly like it, but you can't help respect how low budget it was and how much they got out of it. I think we said that at the time that we did quite like it. But at the same time, it, it was almost too much. There was too much going on. It was too visceral, almost. Yeah. I, I'm i willing to give it to that. I think that's the word, that's who should win it. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations. To the woman who played the cheerleader in Murder Party. We probably should have researched that. Well but dying. the film itself wins that award. Yeah. So Who'd have thought Murder Party would win a Yeah. A 20th in the season one stream table, holding on to a Botska. Congrats. Yeah, definitely. Well done, Murder Party. Shall we move on to the next award? Let's do it. We are flying through these. So, do you want to read out what the next award's going to be? I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> and I, I think this is this was your baby, wasn't it, this yeah. one? So, our next Botska is for the most batshit crazy film. Yeah, this one's the big one. <laughs> so we've watched, pretty much every film we've watched been batshit crazy, so this is really highly contended. Um, to present this award, we've got a lady called Caitlin from the Eat Crime podcast. So, uh Welcome her to the stage, I guess. Hey guys, it's Caitlin from Eat Crime, a podcast full of delicious mysteries. 
Each week, my co-host Amy and I talk about crime and snacks from all over the world. So while you're stuck in self-quarantine, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts and check out our episodes. And when you're done with that, go on over to our social media. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube at Eat Crime. And if you're on Facebook, we're there too, at Eat Crime Pod. I'm really excited to be announcing the nominations for Most Batshit Crazy Film. And the nominations are Animal World, Miracle Mile, Await Further Instructions, Revenger, and Murder Party. Thank you very much, Caitlin. Thank you. Looking beautiful. (laughs) As always. Go and check out the Eat Crime podcast. They just eat food and talk about crime, I think. What a concept. It's all in the name. Yeah. I believe they are on a hiatus at the minute, though, but go and check out their back catalogue, if not, if they are. We should do more eating. No, that's a bad idea. I say we should do more hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it would just get, I it would just interrupt the eating. sound quality. <laughs> I can't do more eating. I eat enough. <laughs> so to recap what she said there, the most batshit crazy film nominations are Animal World, Miracle Mile, Await Further Instructions, Revenger and Murder Party. And literally any single one of those films could win it. Yeah. Do you not think? All five of them are mental. T- you know, completely. <laughs> For different reasons. Do we want to go through them? Work through them in order, I guess? I think we'll... Well, just a, a little bit on Animal World. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at what I've got in front of me, the list of awards and nominations, and I think that is the film that comes up most. Yeah, I think you're right. I really recommend you go and check it out. Yeah, 100%. Now... If you've not watched it yet, go and watch it. Sure. So, a Chinese film about a rock, paper, scissors tournament. <laughs> Starring Michael Douglas. Starring Michael <laughs> Douglas with a ninja clown in it. Yeah. What more do you want me to say? <laughs> Nothing. I'd, I'd happily go and watch it again now. Stop this recording and go and watch it. I it's loved a, it. It's a crazy film. It's batshit crazy. There's no two ways about no, it. it, is. it every, every single scene's mental. It's it's a front runner for this award. Yes. What do you make of Miracle Mile? Miracle Mile's batshit crazy for a different reason. Totally. <laughs> because the film is not... It's sensible. It makes sense. Is that the word for sense? makes sense? <laughs> sensical plausible what's the opposite to nonsensical <laughs> sensical <laughs> i think well, i might have to review that with the, the, the film dictionary. is sensical it's just what made what made miracle mile batshit crazy is the fact that it, the geography was all over the place for a start one minute they were at one side of the city and then they were suddenly not and it just was a bit weird <laughs> i've watched a lot of film films in my time i've watched 50 films now <laughs> that, that's just for this <laughs> I struggle to think of another film that I have ever seen that has such a tonal shift in it yeah. as Miracle Mile does. Yeah, it, yeah. The I first agree with that. twenty minutes, it is a fairly paint by numbers rom com. Yeah, and it's it's good as yeah, a rom com. Yeah, it is. It, it works. You get quite into. They set up a lot with the relationship, the chemistry between the leads. So it's Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And Mary. Yes. Winningham. Something like that. And it's from the it's a mid-80s film. Yeah. So it's got a kind of cool retro vibe to it. And then after 25 minutes, <laughs> it turns into a end of the world movie. Yeah, apocalyptic thriller almost. Yeah. A sort of, yeah, nu- nuclear apocalypse film. Yeah. And then it ends really like nuclear. It's dark. <laughs> it's really dark at the end. Um, it's almost Cloverfield dark <laughs> at the end. But it's got, a, it's got a message. Yeah. Especially from the time it was, you know what was going on in the world at that time yeah. the sort of cold war Definitely. reflection of that sort of thing i i think it is batshit crazy i don't think it can compete with the other four in this I category I I, think it's a worthy it. nominee but i don't think it's an award winner i agree for me. I, I i would discount it from this one at the minute uh, which brings us to await further instructions yeah 
which was really a second ep- third episode third episode third episode ever so we talked this nearly a year ago we talked about the last time we talked about this film yeah british Batch- film <laughs> batshit crazy 100 percent, utterly <laughs> it is a christmas film yeah <laughs> where a dysfunctional family yep gets together for christmas dinner and they their house <laughs> is encased by an alien being yep that speaks to them through their television yeah, and <laughs> made of licorice. <laughs> yeah, and and the family starts to turn on each other. Yeah, and that's just the setup. Yeah, and then because the last fifteen minutes of this, <laughs> it goes to a whole different level. I think if you just go on the last fifteen minutes, it's by far the most mental thing I've ever seen. Sure, it's the most crazy thing I've ever seen. So, so uh, we're going full spoilers, I presume, because yeah, 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 I, I need to express. That. That's what we do. <laughs> I need to express that this this movie picks off everyone in in this family one by one. Yeah. Uh, until at the end, the alien strips the skin <laughs> from the sister of the family who happens to be pregnant. Yeah. And and just leaves the baby miraculously born. Yeah. Still in the rib cage of his mother. <laughs> Fully formed. Yeah. No goo on it or anything. And basically implies that it's the second coming. Yeah, the baby is the second coming, but the, it is controlled by this this alien being, which is yeah. talking to it through the television. There's a comment in there about how we're all slaves to TV and media, yeah. and um, it cuts back, and you see the whole estate of this this housing estate is each house is covered by yeah, everybody's in the same program. either different aliens or the same being. Yeah, it's fucking mental. <laughs> it really is. It, you can't discount it for this one. I don't think. I think it's. A, I think it's a forerunner. It's the one I've circled. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Let's go on to the other two. Let's just touch on the other two. Revenger. Batshit crazy. Sure. Without a doubt. It's Korean. It's a martial arts film. Revenge flick. So yeah, Korean martial arts revenge film. With a bit of kind of the Lost Boys thrown in. Yep. Never really stops from the minute it starts. It's, it's wonderfully entertaining. Yeah, really good. Finished second in the stream table. I second think. or third in the first series. Third. Third. I've got the first season stream table here. I'm but I think second. I can pick out a few other martial arts films where I can also say there are a lot in this genre aren't they and it's it maybe doesn't stand out of its genre as much it was a real pleasant surprise I really enjoyed it it's not the most it's not more batshit crazy than Animal World or Await Further Instructions agreed Murder Party Murder Party (laughs) we've kind of touched on that we've touched on Murder Party it's has its moments it really has its moments there's some really funny moments in Murder Party there's some really, really over-the-top, gory moments. Like you said, it is a completely visceral. It's really when, visceral. When the baseball player, the Warriors guy, gets into that uh, room with all yeah. the models at the end. And he just slices just and dices. But then there's the really funny bits where the guy's running around with a chainsaw and it's not plugged in. Yeah. And, <laughs> and his cardboard armour. It is. You can't say that it isn't. It is batshit crazy. Because it never, again, it never stops. Once it kicks in, it goes. Yeah. And it knows exactly where it's going and it goes. I don't think it's as crazy as Animal World or Await Favour Instructions. I think in this category, our debate is those two films. Yes, I agree. And I can't pick a winner. <laughs> I know we're going to have to, but... I, I would I would be pushing Await Further Instructions. I think I am as well. And it isn't the one I've circled on here. Oh, okay. What I've, have you circled? I've circled Animal World. Right, okay. But now we're going back into my memory banks and remembering that finale of Await Further Instructions from almost a year ago. It's mental. And it... Animal World, don't get me wrong, is 
batshit crazy. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it. But I think about further instructions is you kind of expect it from the beginning with a mate with Animal World. You know what you're getting sure. straight away. It's, you know it's going to be crazy you, from the first. You tune thing. into its craziness. You don't do you? indeed. Whereas uh, you don't get that with a wait further instructions because no. it starts off as just like a normal family drama. Yeah. And then moves into this hostage type thing. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you've got this immaculate birth slash flesh stripping finale. <laughs> also, the dad in the family gets. Um, oh yeah, he gets kind of possessed. <laughs> possessed by the alien. And he's walking around like a zombie, like a full of like wires and he? licorice. Yeah. I'd forgotten uh, all about that. Yeah, there's no way in this world. <laughs> Away from instructions is the most batshit crazy film I've ever seen. Yeah, I think it has to be. Yeah. Wait for instructions. Do it. Congratulations on your victory. Bringing it home for Britain. <laughs> yeah. Wait for instructions. Most batshit crazy film at the first ever Botska ceremony. Do you think they'll be happy with that award? I don't know. Do you remember when they when we first did the episode and they retweeted us from yeah. their film and we and so literally did, slagged it off all the way so through? So did a couple of the actors yeah, as well. Yeah, we obviously didn't listen to the episode before they did it. <laughs> we'll find out. Let's see if we can get them again. I think we probably still follow them. Good. Next award? Sure. Shall we move on? Award um, number four. Award number four of the evening is Best Performance by a Non-Human. And do you want to say who this is going to be presented by? Sure. Uh, it's <laughs> going to be presented by my wife. Yes. One of my favourite people in the whole world. Uh, yeah, so uh, introducing Emma, I guess. Yeah. Hi, my name is Emma, and you probably know me as The Wife. But first, a public service announcement. Wash your hands now, wash your hands now, front and back, front and back. In between your fingers, in between your fingers, don't forget your thumbs, don't forget your thumbs. Nominations for the best performance by a non-human are Bigfoot in The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot, The Hotbot from Hotbot, The Time Travelling Photo Booth from When We First Met, Supermarket Sharks from Bait and The Wall from The Dawn Wall. Thanks guys. Thanks, Emma. Thank you, wife. <laughs> For the wife. Also, bonus appearance from the daughters. Yeah, definitely. That's nice to have them on board. That's the second time they've appeared on the podcast. Yeah, stay safe, people. Yeah, definitely. Okay, best non-human. Best performance by a non-human. Now, we put this category in there because we've seen a lot of quite interesting inanimate objects in this yes. in the 50 episodes. Sure have. So we thought we'd uh, award them, I guess. <laughs> so shall we run through them in order again? Yeah, go for it. Bigfoot. I love the Bigfoot. I love the Bigfoot as well. It was not what I was expecting. No. When I was watching a film about Bigfoot because it's not that big. And he's clearly a man in a costume. It's just a man in a costume. But it worked. <laughs> it, re- it really worked. And I don't know why. No. I don't know why that film worked, but it really did. Possibly the smallest screen time out of all these char- all these uh, things yeah. up for this award would be the Bigfoot. Bigfoot but yeah, he probably. definitely left an impression. He really did. He's um, uh, definitely a contender in this one, I think. I don't want to talk about him too much. Okay. Because there's an award later on <laughs> that I think he is involved in that he is a much stronger contender for than this okay, one. Right, fair enough. Let's not talk about him too much then. But he Bigfoot was mem- it was memorable and a worthy a very worthy nominee. Agreed. The Hotbot from Hotbot. What can you say about the movie Hotbot? Don't watch the movie Hotbot. <laughs> Absolutely do not watch it. <laughs> Hotbot was recently removed from Netflix, so you can't watch it. Anyway. Ah. Um, now, that movie was about an hour and 15 minutes long. Yeah, one of the shortest. And it felt three hours long. Yeah, it really did. Hotbot is a movie about a um, misplaced 
sex robot. Yeah. Who falls into the hands of two nerds. Yeah. And their adventures with her. Yeah, and one falls in love with her and they all like they argue about it and it's it's mental. It's it's shit. Was it shit on purpose? Nope. Okay, well, we're ruling that one out then. <laughs> I really don't think it was shit on purpose. I think it was just shit. Are we, well, I presume we're not... The actress is definitely a human. Sure. But the, the character is a robot, so that's why it's nominated, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. The time-travelling photo booth from when we first met? I mean, when we first met. So it was a, it was a proper standard Netflix original. Yeah. Easy watch. Rom-com. Starring, I can't remember the guy's name, he's all over Netflix. Devine. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. Um, Robbie Amell as well, isn't that's it? That's right, yeah. And Alexandra Daddario. Well done, Daddario. I just like saying Daddario. <laughs> and they basically ripped off Big. Yes, 100% ripped off Big. But instead of a time travelling and um, miniaturising fortune teller, <laughs> yeah. we had a photo booth. Yeah. And it played a really big part in the film. Ah, it was fine. Had a role. Yeah. It's, it's a really forgettable film, I think, now. Sure. I, I don't I barely agree. remember it. I agree. Supermarket Sharks. So this was our second, second episode. ever episode, Bait, yeah. which has got a great concept. Yeah. So it's an Australian film. It is. And a supermarket gets flooded via tsunami. Yep. And um, a couple of sharks. You end it. up with a couple <laughs> of great white sharks in the supermarket. I love shark movies. Yeah. I really enjoyed Bait. Yeah. It's a really good film. And they were, they were memorable. There's some good deaths in Bait as well. Yeah, there are. And everyone likes a shark. I love a shark movie. There's two, two or three of them? Two of them. Two. One upstairs, one downstairs. Sure. One in the car park, one in the shop. One can climb stairs, one can't. <laughs> um, and then finally, The Wall from The Dawn Wall. Yeah. So The Dawn Wall is the only documentary film we've ever reviewed. I don't like the word review. Talked about on the yeah. show. It won, it won season, season one. one. It's the, high, the number one in the season one stream table. And it's a really fucking good documentary. Uh, it's, it's about um, two guys, Tommy Coldwell. Kevin. Kevin. Jorgensen. 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 And their quest to climb uh, the Dawn Wall in yeah. Yosemite National Park. But they are, they are doing a route no one has ever done before. Yeah. And it was considered impossible, yeah. basically. And it's really, really good documentary on how they tackle it and how they how much time they spent trying to plan it. It is nail-biting, it which really is ironic is. considering they have no nails. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Tommy Caldwell uh, was previously taken hostage in the middle east yeah that just comes out of nowhere and uh, to doesn't have his all his fingers and, yeah yeah he's only got half of one no thumb he's got a thumb yeah. missing hasn't he i would argue that the the wall is definitely very important to the dawn wall <laughs> that's probably the only character there that you can't do the film without him i would say so so does that make it win <laughs> it's the one i've circled it's the one i've circled as well it, it, it looks beautiful it's, it is beautiful it's a terrifying opponent yep it's it's the villain of the piece. <laughs> it um, is. It's, it's 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 El Capitan wins it for me. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a, such a good film. It's a really good film. We haven't done any documentaries since. There isn't any more documentaries on the long list, just because it doesn't really. We felt like it won because it was so gripping, rather than being a good film, didn't we? And so, yeah, but it's it, I, we're not. I'm not ruling out doing documentaries no, the, in the future. One may come in the future, but, um, but yeah, it it. Never really felt like it was in quite challenged. No. It's kind of a different genre, different style of film, isn't it? And it yeah. didn't really get challenged for that. So we're not, we haven't done any since. Yeah. But I really do recommend The Dawn Wall. Yeah. Obviously, it's number one in the first season stream table. So yeah, The the Wall. Best Al Capitan gets, a, gets best performance by a non-human. Well done. 
Well done to the mountain. <laughs> Congratulations. The immovable objects. The Tom Wall could not be here tonight to accept this <laughs> award because we couldn't fit it into the theatre. No, and we couldn't we're not allowed to leave the country, so we couldn't go there either. We will um <laughs> we'll send it by post. Yeah, I'll send it an award. Well done. Which brings us on to award number five. Almost halfway through. Um which is the award for most memorable moment, which is presented by Chris from the Play Comics Podcast. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to the Botskers. I am very honored to be here. For anybody who doesn't know, I am Chris Osborne, host of Play Comics, a show where I grab a guest and we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material. And maybe a few other shows coming up soon. We'll have to see about that. But enough about me. You're not here to hear about me. You are here to hear about some of the awards given out on the Botskers this year. So... Without further ado, the nominations for the most memorable moment are The Jizzsock Speech from Hotbot, Random Birth from Await Further Instructions, Shootout from Hold the Dark, Bigfoot Vomit from The Man Who Killed Hitler and the Bigfoot, and Cliff Push from What Keeps You Alive. And the winner is... I don't know, because I can't open the envelope. Maybe somebody can help me out with this one a little bit. Thanks, Chris. We got you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely help you out with that envelope in a minute. It's a three-man job. <laughs> so, most memorable moment. This is a really tough one for me. I would like to say apologies and thank you for Chris for saying the words, <laughs> just sock speech. <laughs> yeah, when I sent these out, I didn't really think about the sort of things I'd have to say. Is that Caitlin because that I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know if Chris has seen Hotbot. Probably not. But I just imagine his face when <laughs> those words uh, were placed in I front of I hope he didn't read them before he recorded. He just started recording. <laughs> What's um, the Jizz Sock speech? The Jizz Sock speech appears in Hotbot, the film that we've just been discussing a minute ago. It is possibly the most random scene of any film I've ever seen. I'm glad I was not watching this movie with anyone. Yeah, I couldn't time. have watched Can you imagine watching it with your parents or something? <laughs> oh, the kid, the main character's in bed. Yeah, his room, and the senator who's for, looking for the who hot is, pot. Who owns the hot pot? Owns the hot pot. <laughs> wow, I've just gone so Midlands. He owns the hot pot, and he breaks into the bedroom. I can't remember his name. It's a really weird name, isn't it? Yeah, the kid's name. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It breaks into his bedroom in the middle of the night and kind of threatens him. Yeah, and manages to get a hold of the jizz sock. Yes, he reaches every teenage the, boy has in their bedroom. He reaches under the kid's bed and pulls out like the athletic sports sock. Which is like literally cardboard. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's he, stiffened into <laughs> shape, and yeah. he, he he has he, like a nostalgic rant sure. about his own just so. He's like, I remember having one of these, oh. and he gives it a sniff. Oh, don't please! <laughs> and he breathes it in. I remember just watching it like wide-eyed, like what am I watching right now? I don't know. I'm chuckling now. But it is not funny in the slightest. It is not funny in the slightest. It's funny now because it is not funny then. Yeah. It's like it's so misguided as a scene. It's completely out of place with the rest of the film. And I will never forget it. Oh, not to my dying day. It was probably the last thing I ever remember. Oh, I hope not. No, poor. I truly hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah. The next one we've just talked about. Yeah, it's, right. It's the random birth from Await Further Instructions. It's not even really a birth. It's the mother's body gets stripped away and a baby ends up being there and i am saying i don't think we can give it this award <laughs> because we've just given it most batshit crazy film yeah but you can be memorable and batshit crazy sure but i want to i want to 
dole these out <laughs> wider. The next one's a serious one. Yeah, the shootout from Hold the Dark was... It's, it's a proper good movie moment. It really is. I remember sitting watching it being about... Because it goes on for about 10 minutes. Yeah. It's a long time. And halfway through, you're like, I'm so tense right now. There's like so much shit going on. Hold the Dark is an incredibly quiet movie yeah it, it, the themes in the movie are about isolation yeah. and you know because it's set in the alaskan wilderness yeah uh, everything is muffled by the snow it's quiet it's it's about being out in the wilderness like i say yeah chasing down wolves isn't he and suddenly you have this 10 minute section where all hell breaks loose yeah and there is a gunfight between hordes of police officers and a guy in a cabin with a minigun yeah basically after having had 40 minutes of almost i think i think i might have even said this in the episode leaning forward to to hear what everyone's saying yeah you are have this assault on your senses and it's it's great yeah it really is great and you don't know where to look you're all over the place you tense with it you excited all of a sudden you makes your heart race and it's it's a really good scene. Yeah. It's a really good scene. And it is definitely the most memorable scene from that film. Totally. It deserves all its plaudits. So the next contender <laughs> is what I was referring to with the last award. So this is the moment when Bigfoot vomits all over Sam Elliott. Yeah. In, uh, the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. The man who what? Killed him. <laughs> killed, <laughs> killed Hitler. He wounds Bigfoot. Yeah. And then Bigfoot just... They start having a bit of a fight, don't they? All over him. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> Again, it's so out of place. It doesn't. So he's got he's got Sam Elliott pinned down, and he just blows chunks all <laughs> over that sucker. It was horrible. It was really horrible because you you can just, you can really imagine how it smells and yeah. tastes like almost. It's like bigfoot vomit. It's me you ain't vomit getting now. that smell out quick. No, not at all. It's all not in his mustache. Yeah, everywhere. it goes everywhere. It's horrible. And then there's a really poignant moment just after it when because he kind of dies, doesn't it? And it's like. So he's forced to put the Bigfoot down. Yeah. And he d- he doesn't want to. Um, so you get, it's like a like visceral, almost funny scene, yeah. followed by the most poignant scene in the whole film. And yeah. it's like, wow. It's really, really, again, gets into your mind. And then lastly, uh, another very serious and <laughs> memorable moment is from uh, the film that came third in third season in two. Yeah. What Keeps You Alive. Uh, and it's the cliff push. Yeah. So we're going to have to explain that a little bit. <laughs> Massive spoiler alert, as we did in the episode. Um, yep. So we have a couple who have gone out, gone on on holiday as a sort of country retreat. Yeah. And they're out walking. Yeah. And one of them just pushes the other off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. So it really is out of nowhere. I remember sitting up going, what the fuck? I, it just... I remember... I think this is the only thing I've probably seen in while well, we've been doing the show where I, same as you, sat up and audibly gasped. Yeah. I think. you don't see it coming at all. They're like this loving, two ladies, aren't they? They're like yeah. this loving couple all the way up until this point. And then you don't even feel like there's anything weird between them. They're just going on this nice holiday. And then she just pushes her off this cliff out of nowhere. Yeah. And then from it's, there, it's, the whole film goes. Phew. It's brilliant. It's such a good film. Excellent it's a really film. good film. Uh, and then it becomes a sort of game of cat and mouse between the two of them, fight for survival yeah. for in in the wilderness, in the in the forest. Which all culminates in it happening again at the end of the film. It's a brilliant <laughs> it's a, movie. It's such a really good movie. Real gem. Real gem. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure where to go with this one. I'm, I've written, crossed out, written and crossed out. I've got three different I've markings. Got, on I've this also one. got three markings. <laughs> it's a really tough one. For me, it's between three. Okay. It's between the Jizz Stock speech. Yeah, I've, I've marked that. Yeah. The shootout in Hold the Dark. 
Okay, I've not marked that. And the cliff push. Okay. So I went with the jizz sock speech. The Bigfoot vomit. Bigfoot vomit and the cliff push. I, I see where you're going with the cliff, with the Bigfoot vomit, but I just feel like the other three are more ingrained in my memories of bottom of the stream. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, I think I wouldn't disagree with that. I think the Bigfoot vomit is so memorable within the tone of that film. Yeah. It's not necessarily as memorable as the other two that I've yeah marked. So should we narrow it down to those? Beans, we both marked those two. Let's okay. narrow it down to those two. So it's between the jizz sock speech and the cliff push. What do you want to do? Do you want to go with a proper <laughs> They're very different moment scenes. <laughs> or something that we are is memorable I think because it's cringe they're and... memorable in very different ways the the jizz sock speech is memorable because it was so out of place in the film and the cliff push is so memorable because it set up the rest of the film yeah oh, i think i want to give it to the cliff push it's the one that i because double underlined <laughs> i remember like i was lying down watching the film as you do and i remember sitting up like what the fuck yeah. just happened there I, I think i even rewound it because i, I think i did like, as well it happens so quickly yeah. out of nowhere yeah i'm like did she fall was she push what's happened I think it has to be the cliff push. I think so. I we think were agreeing so. on these a lot easier than I thought. <laughs> I was expecting to be fighting you by now. Cliff push. Congratulations to what Print keeps it. you alive for most memorable moment. That's a big achievement in 50 we'll, films. We'll throw a Botska down to you down there. Definitely, yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, which brings us on to the next award. Do you want to sure. introduce it? So this... Is the first of our acting individual awards, I guess you would say. Yeah, I guess so. And this is the aptly named Drowning in the Stream Award. <laughs> so what does the Drowning in the Stream Award mean, Nick? This is basically an award we are going to give to the actor or actress who we believe is slumming it the most. Yeah. So. Big name actor. What the hell are you doing in one of these films? What the hell are you doing in one, one of our films? It's basically what it is. And to present the nominations for the drowning in the stream award we are joined by overlord dan from the movie seller podcast all hail hey there this is overlord dan from the movie seller podcast a podcast where we have a vhs collection an internet connection and thoroughly uninformed opinions and we are so grateful to be participating in the botsker awards tonight and to be presenting uh, the nominations for the Drowning in the Stream Award. But before we get to those, I just wanted to plug really quickly our show. You can listen to it anywhere that podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and other fine podcasting listening apparatuses. But also, I wanted to mention... Our VHS for T1D fundraising campaign. In this campaign, we are trying to raise money for a cure for type 1 diabetes. Something that's important to us as my daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, has type 1 diabetes. And essentially, all that you need to do is donate money to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation and we will watch any terrible movie, any fantastic movie, any movie that you choose. So go over to our social media platforms, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You can find us at The Movie Seller. And check out our bio. We have a link to our campaign in there. And check out some of our episodes. Check out some of our VHS for T1D episodes. Get a feel for what it's about. Get a feel for why we care about it. And 
get an idea for how much fun it can be to help find a cure for type 1 diabetes. Now, having put in our plug, we would like to go ahead and read off the nominations now for the Drowning in the Stream Award. Your first nominee is Michael Douglas for Animal World. Next up, we have Danny Glover for Christmas Break-In. Then we've got Rami Malek for Buster's Mall Heart. And then we have Peter Dinklage for I Think We're Alone Now. And lastly, Ellen Page for The Cured. Thanks, Overlord Dan. Thank you, Dan. A really worthy cause there. If you can donate, please go and do it. The Drowning in the Stream Award, Nick. Yeah. Five guys here, or four guys and one girl, who are definitely slumming it at the bottom of the stream. Two Oscar winners. Yeah. One Oscar nominee. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. Michael Douglas. It's probably the most decorated person in there. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Probably um, the most decorated person ever on the podcast. I don't think this can go to Michael Douglas. Do you not? Why? Explain. Cash. Yeah. <laughs> Animal World is not a small budget movie. No, not at all. If I could have been bothered to do the research, <laughs> I think we'd even find it was one of the highest budget things we've watched on Probably. This show. I did try and find out the budget for it, but I couldn't find it. But because it is Chinese, it's a Chinese movie, yeah. that's why it's at the bottom of our stream. Yes. It's not something that is... is in China, in it's our, probably massive. Sure. But so, here it is not. I agree. I don't whilst think he's can. drowning in our stream, is he drowning in that stream? Is, do you know what he is drowning in? Money. Cash. <laughs> Cash monies. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think it can go to Michael Douglas. Although he is probably slumming it more than anybody else. Yeah. I don't think he can win the award because he would have got paid too much for it. Yeah. Danny Glover? Uh, a strong contender. <laughs> Do you I think? think? I think the the Christmas break-in is not a good movie. <laughs> um, and he's good. he's not the only person slumming it in this movie. No, Denise that's Denise Richards is in it as she well. She is indeed. I was... Because Danny Glover is still in stuff. Yeah. And he's popped up in this shitty Christmas film. Again, it's a TV. This movie, this movie, you would see on Christmas twenty four on yeah, those channels yeah. when they turn up. Yeah, it's made for TV Christmas film. It's um, paint by numbers. It's it's a Home Alone rip off. It's yeah, it's all right, mediocre. And he plays the friendly uh, janitor, yeah. basically. Yeah, strong contender. I yeah, said. I agree. Given Danny Glover's body of work and how long he's had a successful career for, why is he making films like this? Yeah. Why is he down here making Christmas break-ins? Yeah, great question. Agreed. Rami Malek. Oscar winner, Rami Malek. Oscar winner. Now, I don't, I'm in the boat with you. I don't think he can win this one. I agree. Because he made this before he was famous. Yeah. So he isn't really drowning in the stream. Or he, well, he is, but retrospectively. Yeah, he's managed to claw his way out of the stream and get right up to the top of it. I, I don't know if we'll talk about this movie again in this episode. I, I, we do need to mention that the movie we're talking about now, Buster's Malhart, finished Rock bottom. Didn't even, was never really contended, was it? Of the season two stream table. Nothing really competed with it. It was always going to be bottom. It is. So disappointing. Incomprehensible movie. Yeah, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Doesn't make any sense. Go back. As with all of these, go back, listen to, find our episodes, go and listen to them. Yeah. Listen to us try to explain (laughs) what the hell this movie is. I remember it giving me a headache trying to talk about it. It's so difficult to explain what's going on. Check out our episode on Buster's Malheart. But, I agree. I Massive star. Win. Now. Yeah. Wasn't then. Sure. So. Strike him off. Strike him off the list. List? <laughs> or Peter, Sean Connery? <laughs> Peter Dinklage. I think we're alone now. Also, Weird not the movie. only one drowning at the bottom of the stream in this film. So there's so, four people in this movie. Yeah. And you've got Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Elle Fanning. Yeah. 
and Paul Giamatti yeah. are three of those people. <laughs> yeah. All really big stars. Yeah. Now, well, one of them's not really big. <laughs> he went sorry, there. Sorry, sorry. He went there. Apologies. <laughs> I think we probably went through the whole episode without making like, I know. a short joke. <laughs> you, you've, how long have you been sitting on that for? Like a year? Nearly, nearly a year, yeah. I think he's... You're um, a bigger man than he is. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a strong contender for this one. Me too. Me too. Um, but but I can a, see why this movie would have appealed to him because it is yeah. very much he carries it. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a showcase piece, isn't it? Because he's in every scene. Yeah, even though it's a small independent movie, you can see why an actor would want to do it. Would want it's to an, do it. It's an arty film, isn't it? Sure. It's one of those. Films. It's an actor's film. It's and not that bad either. It's, it's, it's good. It's slow, but it's basically how people are adjusting to life post a apocalyptic event. Yeah, uh, and he's he's fine. Yeah. Getting on with his life, cleaning up his town until he meets a lady that destroys all that for yeah. him. It's it, worth watching. It's... It was another film with an un- unnecessary twist at the end. Yeah, it was. Which we've seen a lot of <laughs> over our time so far. Finished ninth in the stream table last year, okay. so it's, it's high up. Not bad, not bad. Uh, and then finally, Ellen Page in The Cured. Super famous Ellen Page. What was this film? Horrible. I hated this film. It was really boring. It was so boring. It's just awful. It's a zombie film. So again... A post-zombie event has happened in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, and Ellen Page is a journalist? Yeah, she plays a journalist. Single mum. Yeah, she, her brother, her husband had been killed. Had been zombified. During the zombie apocalypse. Because it's post-zombies, isn't it? Yeah. Finished 17th in the stream table last year. It should have been lower. <laughs> and a really, really non-event of a movie. Yeah. She's um, good in it. But why is she in it? What? Yeah. <laughs> why is she in an Irish post-zombie apocalyptic film? How is... How has that, How has that happened? happened? How have they got Oscar nominee Ellen Page to come and be in this movie? Yeah. She's fine, but there's no, like... It's not like the Dinklage film we've just talked about, where she, she doesn't really carry it. Yeah. There's no... I can't remember that she ever has to really chew any scenery to, like, do no. that acting bit. It's not a cameo. Um, she's one of the main characters in yeah. it. But why is... Like you say, why is she in it? She's my, she's my front runner. That's who I've got marked as well. Hello. <laughs> I did not expect this to be... This is too easy. Ellen Page. I think El- The Cured is a terrible film and Helen Page is a good actress. Yeah. And she really is drowning in the stream with that one. You didn't win a Oscar, Ellen, but you've won a Botska. Well done. Congratulations on your Botska, Ellen Page. It's winging its way to you in the post. Next award? It's one of the big ones. This is one of the big ones. This is the award for the biggest waste of time and it is presented by our good friend Harrison Wilde from the Grief Burrito podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Harrison Wilde from the Grief Burrito Podcast and I just wanted to say thank you to Adam and Nick at Bottom of the Stream for letting me present this award at the Botskas. It's great to be here, it really is. Uh, I'm here to stand for gamer rights and burritos for all and I don't think it's fair that we... Really? Hand motions? You're speeding me up? Right, fine, 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 fine. So, the nominations for the biggest waste of time... Whoa, you picked me for the... Is this like aimed at me? Fucking hell man, I'm personally triggered. So, the biggest waste of time... The nominations are Sierra Burgess is a loser, Between Worlds, Hotbot, The Open House, The Anomaly, and finally Buster's Malhart. Thanks, Harrison. You're not a big waste of time, really. We love you. Thank you. <laughs> also, burritos for all. Couldn't agree more. We'll sign that petition. Get a petition going. We're signing it. Oh, I'm hungry. Where can I get a burrito from? Nowhere. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'd go home and make one. I can make you some fajitas. <laughs> That's the closest I've got, I think. Biggest, Biggest waste, waste of time. time. Wow, we harmonised then. 
Um, is this our equivalent of our worst movie? Yes. That's basically what that I'm That would saying, be one it? way it's, of looking at this. It's difficult to call them the worst movie because in theory, the two films that finish bottom of the stream tables should be the worst movies. And we're going to have the same thing with the exactly. best movies. So but, I, I've se- we've seen some terrible movies yeah. that I quite enjoyed. Agreed. In that, it's quite, you get that kind of hate watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, this isn't supposed to be funny, but I'm loving it. Yeah. We, we talked about one last week. Um, So 211, <laughs> 211, starring Nicolas Cage last week. Yeah. Terrible movie. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, couldn't Absolutely agree Absolutely brilliant time watching it. This is the opposite of that. Yeah, this is like, I really, I'm hating watching this. Give me my Get time. Get my screen. Give me these hour and a half back, please. But also... The two films that the two films that finish bottom of the stream table are nominated here. Yep. But they are definitely not a shoe in to win this award. No way. Any of these five films could win it. Six films. <laughs> Any of these six films could win it. Should we go through them in order? Yeah, let's do it. Sierra Burgess is a loser. No way is this, are that winning this. No. Because... How much has that movie given us? <laughs> it's true. In terms of discussion, uh, I had a full on argument with my wife about it. So did I. I had a full on <laughs> argument with your wife about it. I, I think there's a real <laughs> uh, gender gap in how people see that movie. I agree. And what we've talked about and some of the feedback we've had. I agree. I hated it. It is morally wrong, in my opinion, but it also is not the worst movie we've seen. Yeah, so basically two girls completely catfish a guy. Yeah. It doesn't, like we said during the episode, it doesn't get made the other way around. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's horrible. But like I said, it's not the worst film we've seen. There's some good performances in it. Yes. There's, There's some good actors in it. Yeah. Uh, and like the chemistry between some of them is very good. Yes. I don't think it was a big waste of my time. No, I'm glad I've seen it's it. It's not a good film. We, we've probably talked about this film more than we've talked about any of the other films well, since we yeah. watched it. It's not a good film. It's the film that nobody should watch. But at the same time, it isn't the worst film we've watched. I d- yeah, I don't, I don't think that was a particular waste of my time. Agreed. The next movie <laughs> was an absolute waste of my time. Yeah. This is going to be a really hard one to pick. Yeah. Pick this one because all of them are. Between Worlds is a ch- shit movie. This was our Nicolas Cage movie from season one. Yeah. Where he plays a trucker who meets a <laughs> woman whose daughter is possessed by Nicolas Cage's ex-wife. Yeah, that's exactly what it's about. And it sounds like it should be fun and it should be interesting. It should be, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. It should be exciting. It's really garbage. <laughs> and also, I am putting this in inverted commas, it is an erotic thriller. <laughs> <laughs> With Nicolas Cage in. Big fat Nicolas Cage in. Leopard print budgie smugglers. It's another. It is another completely nonsensical it's, movie. I remember whilst I was watching it, thinking I need this to end now. Yeah, uh, there's better things I could be doing with my life than watching this film. Yeah, I hate this film. It's it's awful. Yeah, uh, it's not scary. It has no tension. Cage doesn't even get to go off the rails. No, he's, he's really no, he's really tied down in it. It's awful. <laughs> it it really is, is. It is definitely in the conversation for this award. Yep, you can't discount it. Hotbot. Hotbot's coming up a lot tonight. Sure. Not in a good way. <laughs> no. Can it be a waste of time if it was nearly one of our most memorable moments? <laughs> I don't think I would say that Hotbot is a waste of time. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Yeah. No doubt about it. But like I said, like I said about Murder Party, I've got a bit of a nostalgic affection for it now. The problem is... I was I, a little I, bit disappointed when it got removed from Netflix the other week. I find it... Sometimes I find it difficult to separate... Uh, looking back at them, I mean, yeah. I find it difficult to separate my experience of watching the movie and then my experience of recording the episode. It's one of my favourite episodes we've done. Yeah. Because we just laughed all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just so stupid. If you were to sit and watch Hotbot, you are wasting your time. Absolutely. It is a big waste of yeah. time. Don't know. I'm, I'm not discounting it yet. 
I'm, I'm, okay, <laughs> I'm with you there. Yeah. The open house. Man, this podcast nearly finished as soon as it started. Because <laughs> it was our very first episode. Yeah. And I remember watching it, the movie, The yeah. Open House. And I was wondering what I'd signed up for. Yeah, it was not a fun time, was it? The ending of The Open House is... If we'd have done an award for worst ending, it might have been up there. Yeah. The ending of The Open House made me angry. Yeah. Like, proper angry. I would have just literally just wasted the last hour and a half. Because this film... I could say ending. It doesn't have an ending. It doesn't it's, end. It's an awful slasher film that... Uh, and it turns out that there is no motivation. There's no reason for the killer. He, he's just a dude. Yeah. Who just, likes going and looking at houses. Who you never meet, never get any explanation of who he is. No. It's garbage. It's so garbage. There's no good kills. <laughs> There's It's, again, no tension, no... Uh, yeah, shit. Shit. Terrible <laughs> film. You can't discount it from this waste of time because you've wasted your time watching it. Absolutely. Which leads us on to the anomaly. I'm so proud. <laughs> the anomaly was Nick's wild card for this season. So just tell, just uh, uh, talk to people about what what the wild card system so, is that we introduced this uh, second this, series. We didn't do them in the first season. No. It's a second season innovation. Innovation. Good word. I couldn't think of the word. Thanks. So basically, at the start of each season, we both get given a wild card. At the end of every episode, we randomise a film that yep. we're going to watch for the next week. Once a season, you get to veto that and play your wild card. And you vetoed a film, and we watched The Anomaly. We sure did. And it turned out better than I could have ever imagined. It was one of the worst films I've ever seen. Agreed. In my li- not on this, Not just on the show, in my life. I couldn't agree more. It's definitely my worst five films ever. And that was not what I was going for. So <laughs> Good. The, the reason I picked it was because I thought we haven't really done much sci-fi. Yeah. And it had Noel Clarke in it. Yeah. He's got a pretty good reputation, British, yeah, he young, really has, young yeah. British director, uh, Ian Somerhalder. Yeah, uh, you know, again, another re- reasonable star. Yeah, uh, running around, shooting guns, doing sci-fi stuff. Brian Cox is in it as well. Yeah, again, it makes no sense. It doesn't. So it has no right to be as bad as it is. Basically, it should, uh, it Bri- be Brian good. Cox is a dying scientist, <laughs> and um, he he his consciousness is in Noel Clark's body. But every now and again, for a few minutes, Noel Clark gets his own consciousness back and he has to work out what the hell's going on. <laughs> Which sounds quite good. It is executed terribly. Oh, it's awful. It's so bad. It's really badly acted. <laughs> the action scenes are terrible. So it's like a Matrix light. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Just And remember how they keep the kid hostage? Yeah, in a bag of acid. acid. <laughs> that doesn't, deter- doesn't affect him. Yeah, so... He's, he's, it's awful it's, there's no two words about it it's right up there with my worst film I've ever seen do you know why I like this so much though because I hate it so much yeah because <laughs> I made you waste your time the only thing that got me through this was that I knew you would be hating it so much more than me <laughs> I hate it and so that pleases much. me I hated it so much uh, which brings us to the final one Buster's Malheart a little bit like Sierra Burgess I don't think this can win this it is a waste of time and it was the worst film that we saw this season this season but at the same time, it has its moments. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But uh, it, it's it's weird. It makes no sense, and um, it it doesn't flow together. Yeah, uh, but is... I didn't. I never wanted to turn it off. No. Do you think this should be at the bottom of the stream table for this season, I, uh, or should the anomaly be there? No, I I I think this this because I I enjoyed watching. I I didn't not enjoy watching the anomaly, but it was a waste of my time. Yeah. But I'm I'm like I say I'm totally biased. Because I, I, the only enjoyment I got out of the anomaly was that I know you would. I was literally <laughs> sitting there chuckling at how ridiculous and stupid and horrible it was. 
because I know you, I could picture your face going red watching it. Yeah, it was. It really was. <laughs> this this stream table this season is weird because there's some really quality films at the top end of it. The, and at the bottom of it, there's some absolute dog shit. The good has been better. better and the worst, the worst has been worse. Been the, compared to our first season. Compared to the first season, yeah. yeah. There's a real divide in the stream table in this season. Yeah. We're going to do an episode where we talk about season two stream table. It will only be a short little bonus episode, yeah. I think. But we'll talk about that more then. But what's your initial thoughts on who should win biggest waste of time? It's either Between Worlds or The Anomaly. It's exactly the two that I've marked. It has to be The Anomaly. That's why I've circled as well. <laughs> How is this happening? Um, there is no redeeming features from it. There isn't. There really isn't. And it is god awful. And it's weird now that it, uh, the anomaly is going to take this award, but the two films at the bottom of both stream tables are not. Yeah, because the stream table is a reactive thing that we do at like as soon as we've watched the film. Yeah, and then things change in your mind slightly, I guess. And I guess that's what we're finding. But, a little bit. Yeah. Um. The anomaly is a waste of time. Do not watch that film because you are wasting all of your time watching yeah. it. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don't know. Congratulations on your win. <laughs> Noel Clark, this award is winning its winging its way to you. Absolutely. So, should we do something a bit more positive? Sure. Let's move on to best performance by a human. So, we've already done non-human. Let's do human. Come on, humans. So, this award is presented by Kyle from the Triple G Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is awesome. We've never been invited to a award ceremony yet. Um... Thank you for inviting me to the Boskers. My name is Kyle Bowlby. You might know me from the little show called Triple G, where we talk about anything geek culture related. Basically games, you know, geeky stuff, and then guilty pleasures. Anyways, enough about me. I wrote a couple jokes I'm going to share with you, uh, just so you can see how amazingly talented I actually am. Alright, first up is... Why was the Human Torch arrested? Anybody? Anybody? He had firearms. Yeah. This one's a little more, you know, adult. What's the difference between a bird and a human? Anyone? Anyone? We don't eat with our peckers. <laughs> Anyways, I'm being told to wrap up my jokes because they're not that funny. Uh, so let's get down to the real reason why we are here. We are here to present the nominations for the best performance by a human. Huh? Hence the jokes. And the nominees are Catherine Mary Stewart, Knight of Comet, Dolph Lundgren, Don't Kill It, Kate Siegel, Hush, Sam Elliott, The Man Who Killed Hitler, and then Bigfoot. Judah Lewis, the babysitter. Thanks, Kyle. I appreciate your jokes as well. Yeah, I, I do too. I, your dad jokes are uh, very much on my level. I really enjoyed the Human Torch one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Made me laugh. Best performance by a human. Why is a human so difficult? It is, to say? isn't it? Should it be an? It's not an human, is it? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Best performance by a human. It's difficult <laughs> to say. I can't say it. Should we go through them in order again? Yeah. Catherine Mary Stewart, Knight of the Comet. Uh, I loved night of the comet i did as well it's a really good little film uh something that totally took me by surprise in our first season uh an 80s movie yep um finished seventh in season one i thought it was great and she was the best thing in it yeah by far and we we sort of found didn't we in our research 
as we we did that episode um that her character was was actually very influential for Joss Whedon when yeah. he came up with uh, Buffy. Buff, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and you can really see that you know in a, in a time where you know all we'd probably really seen was Ripley as a as a strong female yeah. character lead she was badass uh, really enjoyed couldn't agree more. That movie and yeah. her performance. She was really good in it. It's a really good film. Check it out. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> this is just an air for shits and giggles, isn't it? Yeah, Don't Kill It's a st- stupid, film. great film. Stupid, great fun. film. Which probably should have been nominated for Batshit Crazy, but they couldn't all have been. But yeah, it's really good fun. Really, really good fun. He's. It's He's, not that Lundgren's great in it. It's that it's just a perfect fit. Yeah. Is that a fair? Is that yeah, fair he was perfectly cast in it, wasn't he? And he's just running around slaying demons. Yeah, he's a demon slayer. Amazing. What more would you want? <laughs> it's really good fun. It's really good fun. It's a really good performance. Much better than his performance the second time he appeared on this room. <laughs> um, yeah, possibly more on that later. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how many acting awards Dolph Lundgren's ever been nominated for, but... Um, Congratulations on your nomination, well <laughs> even if you're not going to win it. Uh, Kate Siegel, Hush. Great performance. This is the first nomination for Hush. This yeah, year's, surprisingly. This year's winner of the bottom of the stream stream table. Yeah. Season two's top ranked yeah. film on the Fully table. deservedly as well. It's a really good film. What a concept Hush is as well. Yeah. Really takes a an old genre that's probably overdone. Yeah. Gives it a little gimmick. Changes the game. So it's a woman trapped in a house. Yeah. The twist is she is deaf. Yes. Um, There's a masked serial killer coming for her and she can't hear him. She's great. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, uh, you know, non-verbal performance. Yeah. And just emotes all the way through. Yeah. We've talked about some films we've seen with a lack of tension and ominousness and building <laughs> and building to a, a climax. And this film's got all of those things. Yeah. And she's great. Yeah, it's really well done. Directed by her husband as well. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan. Yep, fully deserves her nomination in this one. Uh, Sam Elliott, The Man Who Killed Hitler and the Bigfoot. Brilliant. Brilliant another great performance these it's a one-man show pretty much uh, another movie that's up there in terms of being the most one of the most pleasant surprises that was my wild card for this season yeah we've not mentioned you, yet you did better than me <laughs> um it's not the film i thought it was going to be no i don't mean that as a compliment yeah because it's it's probably you could probably call it the film with the most misleading title yeah because it is about the man who killed hitler and the bigfoot but it isn't about him killing hitler and the bigfoot no. it's about his how he deals with his life after that it's a love around story. Those, yeah, it's a love story. About 100%. his, his, yeah, his lost love. Hmm. Um, when he went away to war, and he just, it's it, just a man who a happened mo- to have killed Hitler. In a yeah, before. that's a side. They're both slight side plots, and he is a great performance. You know, the film sort of hooks you in with this Gonzo grindhouse title that <laughs> it's got, and then it turns out to be actually a really touching film. Do you think, I think I might have said this in the episode, do you think it's at the bottom of the stream because of its title? Do you think the title puts the general movie going public off watching it? I think it's... Because it's, so, it's such it's a, a ludicrous a title. Six, one, half, does the other, because it's going to appeal to people. Hmm. Certain people are going to see that title and go, yeah, I'm in straight away. Yeah. and it's But it's going to turn a lot of people away Yeah, as it's well. going to be like, oh, I'm not watching that. That sounds stupid. Yeah. And it's really not. I've tried to convince my mum and dad to watch it, but I've not got there yet. I think they'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Which is I, this was this was one of the movies that uh, my wife did watch with me, and you know when someone's got like half an eye on something at the start, and then by the end they're like fully hooked. Yeah, in. I'm with this. <laughs> That's what happened to her with this one. Um, Good. Sam, look, I, I'm I'm quite a fan of Sam Elliott anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's great in this. Really strong contender. Agreed. And finally, Judah Lewis from The Babysitter. 
the youngest nominee. Yeah. Probably, I think he was 14 when he filmed it. It's a bit older now. Babysitter was a really fun, enjoyable movie. Proper good little slasher film. Yeah. Really, really Funny. good fun. And he's really good in it as well. Considering he is really young. He's probably 13, 14 when he filmed so it. So he's, he's the lead. He's, he's the, the lead. Um, yeah, he carries the whole I film. was going to say damsel in distress, but that's <laughs> not to put the characters down. It's the first, It's the only film that we've done so far that's getting a sequel that's coming cool. out this year at some point. Yes, directed by McGee. Yeah. It? Judah Lewis is really good in it. He carries that whole film. And it's, he's funny. It's, it's a strong ensemble cast. He's funny he, when he needs to, to be. Lead. He's... He does proper acting when he needs yeah. to be. He's, he's does the whole imperil thing when he needs to. Yeah, really good, really strong contender. It's a really good performance. It's a really tough category to call this one. When I was going through it last night, I was like, I've no, literally any one of those could win it. There's a good argument for all of them. I, I think, think you can discount Dolph Lundgren. The argument for Dolph Lundgren would, whilst it is. It is there. It would. You'd we want to, this to be a bit of a. Actually, he's uh, maybe we're a little facetious putting him in there. <laughs> maybe compared yeah. to the others. So yeah, I I, I think I think fine. we can dis- discount that. But the other four literally could go anywhere. I have a favorite. I've got a favorite as well. Do you want to say them at the same time? Okay. Go on. after three. Yep. One, two, three. Kate Sam Siegel. Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna have a debate. I I can hundred percent see the argument for Sam Elliott. Okay. But I think Continue. Kate Siegel, her performance in that, in a film which she's pretty much in on her own all the way through. Because the other guy, he has barely any lines. I don't think that... He, he has, has a presence, though. He has strong screen presence. but There's, there's, no, there's barely any lines there's in There's barely any movie. lines in the whole film. But her performance, playing a deaf lady when she's not deaf and running around and stabbing things. And I think her performance is exceptional. And I really, really do think that she carries that film and makes that film what it is. And that film is the best film we've seen out of both seasons in my opinion well one of the best films we've seen out of both seasons yeah it's right up there right up there okay you're not wrong that is <laughs> a very valid argument argue sam elliott to me uh i think sam elliott shows has to do more his range required for his movie is wider i think that's a fair argument yeah he he also carries it yeah it's not as much of a one person show as kate Siegel in hush but he just, the emotion he puts in this, you know, he has to do a bit of the action man stuff. He gets vomited on by a Bigfoot, but then he gets across this love story. Yeah, so that's a fair point. The weight that his character has on his shoulders, yeah, you really feel that. You do. You can feel the load he's carrying around with him. And when he sort of makes peace to a degree at the end of the movie, I think he's is the most... All right, I'm not... <laughs> Before we decide if this is the best performance, yeah, I would say it's the most powerful performance. Yeah, agreed. I, that I we've can't, seen. Yeah, I can't argue that they're very different. The two of these. So this yeah. is gonna. I'm not quite <laughs> sure how we're gonna resolve it. Maybe the thing to to argue myself down against Sam Elliott is that he's not the only person carrying the load in this because the younger version of his character is played by a different actor. Yeah, but but he is the emotional weight of this movie. Yeah, he is. He really is. And if I was going to, so because you've just argued down Sam Elliott, I guess I just need to argue down Kate Siegel in the fact that it is all just set in one location and she is just playing the same role all the way through. It's not as powerful a performance as Sam Elliott's is. Mm. So maybe, I think you're probably right. I think Sam Elliott really does deserve that plaudits because he's an old guy as well. Sure. Not the oldest guy we've seen on the show by a long way, but take that role and it's a really meaty role. And like you say, there's a lot of, different things he has to do and the gravitas to it. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't be against putting, giving it to him. I know I'm not against giving it to Katie Siegel, don't get me it's, wrong. It's the closest one we've had. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, a really tough one to pick, but I think 
I think we can agree that it'll go to Sam Elliott then. Okay. Yeah? Does that mean I owe you one? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay. It was well argued and I conceded. Congratulations to Sam Elliott for his best performance by a human out of the 50 films that we've seen. Well done. <laughs> you are the best human. Which leads us on to the worst human. The worst performance by a human is next. The worst human. <laughs> You're the worst. Um, and to present the award for worst performance by a human, we are joined by Linda, Donnie and Adrian from the Cages Kiss podcast. Greetings and salutations. We are Cage's Kiss, the Nicholas Cage podcast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces and his life. We also try to glean whatever kernels of wisdom we can from his character that week. My name is Linda. My name is Donnie. And I'm also Adrian. <laughs> Tonight we are here to present one of the awards. The award for Worst Performance by a Human. You know, Donnie, motion pictures can make you cry, and they can make you cry. Most of them make me want to die a little inside. Yeah, most of them kind of took you there whether or not you were looking to. Speaking of tucking, that's a very nice dress. Why, thank you. Why, everybody who's everybody is here tonight. And you're looking rather dapper, too. Thank you. I thought the bow tie around my balls was nice. It's a nice touch. But I felt that the top hat and the monocle was just a little too much. But when I make him jiggle, it looks like he's talking. And that's probably better performance than the people who are nominated tonight. The nominations are... Nicolas Cage for Between Worlds. What? That can't be serious. Not Yahoo serious. Grant <laughs> yeah, Masters. Await further instructions. Noah Clark. That's not a line read. That's... <laughs> <laughs> it's instructions <laughs> you heard grandmasters <laughs> noel clark for the anomaly who that van damme for black water okay now i know it's a joke <laughs> jcvd has never done us wrong tracy morgan got the clapper Oh, oh he's no. in the clapper. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, this is some stiff competition. And speaking <laughs> of stiff, <laughs> looks like Donnie's ready to go home. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's much appreciated. I can't believe me and Donnie have won the same thing. I know. It's so embarrassing for you. And I've got the same dress on as Adrian. It'll be all over the uh, paparazzi shots <laughs> in the morning. It really will. Do you think that they've watched too many Nicolas Cage films and they've now gone insane? Yes. Yeah. I think Undoubtedly. That's <laughs> that really is what's happened. With Wait until they get to the bad stuff. Oh, God. Check out Cage's Kiss. Yeah, it's our, Cage's Kiss is a great favorite podcast. Nicolas Cage only podcast. <laughs> it really is. Can't argue with you there. They're great guys. Really great guys. Yeah, we, we went on their show once. We did. Yeah, it was really good. Really good fun. Thanks, guys, for presenting that. So, worst performance by her... I can't say it. Worst performance by a human. Start at the top, Nicolas Cage, yep. Between Worlds. It's a terrible performance. It's a terrible film. Couldn't agree more. I don't need to see him in his posing pouch. Ever again. No. No, agreed. Just move straight on from that. Yeah. There's no, we don't need to say anymore. Grant Masters, await further instructions. So he's the aforementioned zombie dad yeah. from, uh, from the family. It's um, a really bad performance. He's really bad. He's really wooden. Yeah. Do you remember when he just was like, I'm going to go upstairs now and go to my study? Yeah. Just halfway through, his, his daughter just broke her leg or something yeah. stupid. Doesn't react like anyone in the real would. world. It's <laughs> really bad. It's a really bad performance. Noel Clark in The Anomaly. Sorry, Noel. 
awful performance. It's definitely the by far. Your your mix of like Kung Fu Matrix slash WWE wrestling yeah. is terrible. The acting is terrible. The film's terrible. Yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Blackwater. Terrible. Again, Jean-Claude Van Damme is awful in this film. This is the movie where Van Damme looks like a baked potato with the mumps. And <laughs> he he can't move in this in this film. He's supposed to... He can't do his martial arts stuff. No. And he's, so what he's, has he got left once you take yeah, that away from him? What has it, he got left? Because he's not sure as shit ain't his acting skills. No, that's for definite. Awful. Awful. And Tracy Morgan for The Clapper. I remember saying at the time, I don't know if he is... Is this a performance or is this what Tracy Morgan's like all the time? I think it's pretty much... It's like Tracy Morgan is everything I've seen him in. It's he's a, like he's the same. This is a really distasteful movie because he almost plays it like he's a guy with a mental... <laughs> Learning difficulties. Yeah. And, but I think he is. <laughs> it's like, But that's not... We've talked about this in the episode. I really like this episode. I think it's one of my favourite episodes that we've done yeah, it's where right we talk about there. the clapper. And we talk about it more in detail there. But it's really distasteful because... It's almost played like he is playing a guy with learning difficulties, yeah. but it's never mentioned that that is the case. And it's it's what is going on in this film. <laughs> I don't understand the, it. Like Clapper's a terrible. He's film. the worst and thing in a worst wor- in a bad film. Yeah, that's a real. This is a real tough one as Throw well. Throw a dart at this one. Literally, dude. any one of them can win this. I think you've got Nicholas Cage is a good actor. Yes, that's he's, he's a fact. Is he's won an Oscar. No, Clark is a good actor. Yeah, that's a fact. I don't think you can say that about the other three. No. So. I think you can therefore discount the other three because the two good actors in this category are giving off terrible performances. Okay. Do you agree? Uh, I um, I think <laughs> there's a real strong argument for Van Damme. Really? Yeah. Worse than... Wow. <laughs> I, I think he was that bad. He is really he, bad. He dragged... It? This was a bad film anyway, but he... <sighs> I, don't, I haven't even got the words. He's just like animate plasticine. You know... <laughs> Yeah, it is really bad in it. Okay, but maybe we can. So we're definitely discounting Tracy Morgan and Grandmasters. Okay, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm, we've got to narrow them down somehow. <laughs> we have the one I've picked. The one I think should win it is Noel Clark. Okay, because like we've said now numerous times, the Anomaly is a terrible film. His performance in the Anomaly is an, is awful. He, he tries to impersonate Brian Cox. I'd forgotten about that bit. And he doesn't sound anything like Brian Cox. So, so yeah, when he's... He just puts on a really fake British accent. I don't accent. even want to explain it. No, I don't even want to explain when it. He's trying to the to, episode. When he's trying to pretend to be Brian Cox in Noel Clark's body. Yeah. And he's all like, all right. Tally-ho, Japs. And tea and cake. Which, butter the scones. <laughs> but Brian Cox doesn't talk no. like that. So that, that's, for me, is a terrible I, performance. You've won he, it. You've won me round. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten it. He does that bit. He does do that. Yeah. And that's just when he's being bad there's the rest of it's shit as well yeah don't get me wrong but that tips it over the edge for me oh, oh, i i feel really bad now he's a double botska winner is he <laughs> yeah worst film and worst uh worst actor yeah wow <laughs> sorry noel maybe i won't tweet him with his, <laughs> with his awards <laughs> um, which brings us to our final award of the evening um the shiniest gem award indeed this is presented by our good friend and patreon jordan Shenton from the Grief Burrito Podcast. Hello everyone, my name's Jordan from the Grief Burrito Podcast and I would like to personally welcome you to the Botskas. It's a genuine honour to be reading the nominations for the Shiniest Gem category for my favourite podcast. I love them so much that they're my phone wallpaper. 
They actually are, though. But honestly, all jokes aside, it's been an absolute pleasure to see these guys grow and to collaborate with them, and they'll definitely be in the podcast big leagues before long. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the nominations for the Botska's prestigious Shiniest Gem Award. The nominations are... Hush, The Dawn Wall, Mirage, What Keeps You Alive, Revenger, and Animal World. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Everyone, go check out Grief Burrito. Jordan and Harrison are awesome. Yeah, they are. They're really good. It's a really good podcast as well. It's really good fun. Shiniest Gem. Do you want to explain what Shiniest Gem means? It is our version of best film. Yes. So, but again, similarly, it's not necessarily what finished top of the table. No. It could be... It depends how you want to argue it. Is it the thing that surprised you most? Is it the thing you enjoyed the most? Yeah. Or is it the thing that you thought was objectively the best piece of work? Yeah. It can be all or any combination of that. The whole concept of the show is diving down to the bottom of the stream, finding gems that are down there. That no one's found before. That nobody's found before. Or aren't talking about. And representing them, really, and finding them and explaining to people why they should watch them and this is going to be the shiniest one of those gems therefore the best film like you say it could be anything it could mean anything i know for a fact i've already know for a fact what i've want to win this do you want to touch talk touch through them in order yeah so we we probably don't need to go into detail on a couple of them because we've talked about uh a couple of them quite a bit so hush which won season two yeah and uh the only thing I would say that I haven't really mentioned before is it is a great example of when you do a genre well. Yeah. Uh, because we saw another slasher haunt, um, woman stuck in a house film yeah. later in the season. Um, he's, he's out, out there. there. And that was awful. Yeah. Uh, and Hush, I'm, I'm not the biggest horror slash slasher fan. Slash slasher. Slash slasher <laughs> fan. And um, But this won me round. It was great. It's definitely, it's definitely the best film we've seen this season. Yeah. Possibly overall. Um, the Dawn Wall? We've talked about the Dawn Wall. We've talked Wall. about the Dawn Wall. It's a documentary. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I wonder, is it already a bit highly regarded to be... Definitely since we've watched it, it's been more... It's gained in a, a bit of a following, shall yeah, we say? Yeah, is it a gem that a couple of other people have already also found. discovered? There's another film called Free Solo, which is a similar sort of yeah. idea. Tommy Coldwell's in that yeah, as same well. people, same mountain. Mirage. A wonderful surprise. <laughs> the, definitely the biggest surprise. The... It's a Spanish film. Yep. It's dubbed. Yeah, it is yep. dubbed. It's time travel It's a really good thriller. Really nice pace to it. Great twist. Great twist. It's it's an homage to things like Back, Back to the, the Future. Future. Yeah. Uh, my biggest abiding memory of Mirage is that I put it off and put it off and put it off watching it until the last minute because there was just something that made me think, this is going to be shit. <laughs> not unless you're shit. Just like, oh, I'm not in the... Not in the... Right. It, it, yeah, I know what looks, you mean. I didn't watch it for a long time either. Yeah. It looked, It doesn't look easy. It doesn't... I'm not... I'm not, I'm not worried about watching yeah. difficult I know exactly things, what you're trying to say. But I just didn't, couldn't quite find the right time. And then I watched it when I absolutely last... At the last minute. And I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's such a good film. It's such a good film. Uh, what Keeps You Alive? We've briefly mentioned that as well. Amazing. Uh, Same. Uh, you know, we talked about the cliff push. Yeah. This is an award-winning... Botska award-winning film. <laughs> Absolutely great film. Yeah, it's really good. It's beginning to end. It's a good, really know, good. We, I think the criticism we gave it is a, maybe it was a, a five minutes. Too long. Too long. Yeah. Because um, yeah. it has a couple of endings, doesn't it? It has a nice ending and then it goes back and tries to get another yeah. one and then another one. So yeah, there is that. Uh, Revenger. What can Poss- you say about Revenger? <laughs> possibly the most just balls to the wall fun. Yeah. 
there's lots of martial arts type movies out there. This I just had a great time watching it. Yeah, absolutely flew by. I, this was one that I was really dreading watching because yeah. it's subtitled. I would, I thought that was going to be difficult, but there's not a lot of dialogue in it, so it's not that difficult. But yeah, it's so much fun. It's just I didn't want it to end. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just fun and funny all the way through. And Animal World, which we've we've talked about, talked about a lot. Uh, again, a fantastic surprise. It. I can't stress this enough. <laughs> I would never have thought Rock, Paper, Scissors would be exciting. It's basically Rock, Paper, Scissors, the movie. And it's so exciting and so gripping. It is gripping. And really, really good. Like you can't. There's no other word to say that it's really good. Yeah. It's a good film. And this is a really tough category to pick. It's like really, really, really tough. I think they're the top three from each season. Yeah, that's, that's how we that's, did it. Yeah. It's just what we wanted to do. Do you have one that's jumping out at you straight away? I have two. I'm, I'm, I'm really... <laughs> And I don't know where to go with it. There's there's two that stick out for me. I'm I've decided on one. Okay. I did have I've narrowed it down. I think the winner of this award should be Mirage. Okay. Is that one of your two? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. Good. We said shiniest gem. So this is something that nobody's seen. Nobody's seen Mirage. It's we found it at the bottom of the stream out of nowhere. It's Spanish. You just wouldn't watch it if you didn't know what yeah. it was. You just wouldn't watch it. No. There's no no appeal to it. And then when you watch it. You're so rewarded with this really good, really well-written... Time travel time murder travel, mystery. Yeah. Is what it is. Fantastic twist at the end that then twists again. And I, but it I, earns it. It really earns it. It's not it, one of these where we've talked about before where it's a twist for twist's sake. No. It, and, it um, needed it and it earned it and it was really, really well done. Yeah. I would argue for Mirage all day. I would love to get more eyes on Mirage. I think everybody should see it. It's, it's, if you're into that sort of film, don't. it's dubbed which will put people off, but it's not badly dubbed. No. I've seen much worse dubbing. I've seen an English film dubbed <laughs> into English I, yeah. that's worse. Yeah. Um, what was that? The The Super. The Super. Val Some Kilmer reason film. that's dubbed from, all the way through for yeah, no reason. From about three weeks ago. It doesn't put you off. You don't even notice it after a while. I can't express to you enough how much I love Mirage. I really can't. It, finished, it did finish second in the stream table last year. Okay. So if you discount documentaries, then it's the best film from mm, season one. Season one. I'd, I'd argue for it all day. No, that's fast. That's cool. What's just out? Well, what's the other one out of your two that you've got? Uh, Animal World. Yeah. So I, I not they were, the, they were my two as well. So not, not consciously the the two that I have highlighted, Mirage and Animal World, are both the two. I'll say it the the two most surprise, pleasant surprises for yeah. me. I, where where I didn't think I was this was something I'd necessarily be into, and they both. Knock my socks off. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Couldn't agree more. And I, not that it's the be all and end all, but I, because I don't tend to be much of a repeat watcher, but I could see me going back to these. Yeah. In the both. future. I'd, I'd happily if rewatch any of those means six anything. films. Yeah. There's any of those, or any of those six films are brilliant. They're all, they're the films that we wanted to find and they're films that we did find. They're all total recommendations to go out and Couldn't check agree them more. Out. Everybody would enjoy all six of those films. It's a real struggle between the two. They're both foreign as well. Revenge is foreign as well. Three out of the six yeah. foreign films. We're, we're arguing for films that are not, neither of them are top of the stream table. No. I just think, as a f- I think Mirage would probably appeal to more people than Animal World will. There'll be people out there who would hate Animal, Animal World. Animal World is weird, uh, weird. And there will be people who, yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? I'll turn it off after yeah. 10 minutes. I don't think you'd get that with Mirage as much. I think as a film, Mirage is a better film. Hmm. And it's the most surprising film out of the, ones that we found let's do it yeah yeah mirage 
I'm so happy. But honestly, if you've not seen Mirage, please go out and watch it. It's a really, really well-made film. And it's the winner of the Shiniest Gem Award on the bottom of the stream, Butzka's Ceremony. Congratulations in Spanish. <laughs> That's it. So that, all that, we've just got one thing left we want to do. And we want to open up the bottom of the stream Hall of Fame. We are. The Captain's Gallery. So is that what we're going to call it? Yeah. <laughs> so this is, this is where you and I... We're going to pick one each. We're going to have one each. So you, as you promised last week, yep. you are going to get pictures of these people I and am. you're going to add them to some wall space here on the boat. I am indeed. In amongst all the other movie and sports memorabilia. There's not a lot of wall space left. But they I don't have I to can, be big pictures. I think I can find some. Who's going first? Up to you. I don't mind. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. So who is going into the Hall of Fame? The first inductee. The first inductee to the bottom of the stream <laughs> Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Shannon Purser. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Do, shall I explain my way? Please explain why you're inducting Shannon Purser into the Hall of Fame. Shannon Purser is the star, the lead of Sierra Burgess's A Loser. She is. Um, she was also in uh, Wish Upon. She was, indeed. She as, got brutally uh, wh- killed where, in that. Yeah, where she was one of the best friends. And we've talked about Sierra Burgess's A Loser. It's a bad film, a really bad film. But she's good in it. Yeah. She's very good in it, actually. <laughs> and... She has come up numerous times. Like I say, she was in Wish Upon as well. She's also a bit of a Netflix legend because she's in Stranger Things. She's in season one of Stranger Things. So yeah. she was Barb, who is a bit of a meme machine. <laughs> um, and she's in Riverdale. Is she? Which is on Netflix I over here. That. I haven't seen that. Yes, my wife is a big fan. Huh? So I think she's a worthy entrant, both for her appearances on Netflix and the amount of debate we, we have she has sort of generated on this show. Her quite a lot. She's yeah, and she's I a good actress. Couldn't agree more. She de- fully deserves a spot in the captain's gallery. I've just I've just made that up, and I'm calling it that. From Welcome now. aboard. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Shannon Purser. Welcome. So Shannon Purser appeared in two of the films on the stream table. Yeah. The person I want to induct has appeared in three. Oh. And I think he's the only person to have appeared in three films on the stream table. Okay. And so therefore is a worthy inductee in my opinion. The person I want to induct into the Hall of Fame is Mason Blair. Oh yes. So appeared in Murder Party. Yep. Appeared in Hold the Dark and appeared in Small Crimes. Yeah. He's not only an actor, is he? He's also a director. Yeah. He's also in another film that's on the long list. Okay. Which we'll get there. He's a writer as well, though, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he wrote... He was on the writing staff at Hold the Dark, I believe. I think he wrote Small Crimes. I think he wrote Small Crimes. Which we didn't like. We didn't like. (laughs) We didn't really like Murder Party either. No. We did like Hold the Dark. That finished quite high up. Um, I think he's just... Whenever I think of this podcast now, I think of Mason Blair because he's just there he's just been there he's clearly got a good contract with netflix (laughs) yeah he has (laughs) he's in two of the films from season one he's in one of the films from season two just put him in let's get him in there he deserves it he may well pop up again (laughs) he made me laugh more than anything else in murder party when he was running around with that chainsaw he was the werewolf guy he was played the werewolf in murder party his mask melted onto his face that (laughs) was horrific he had a chainsaw and it was a plug-in chainsaw and he was just running around without it plugged in it was brilliant it was made me laugh more than anything else in that film he briefly cameos in Hold the Dark and he briefly cameos in Small Crimes. Yep. But he he definitely is on the right and stuff for two of them, yeah. I think. Mason Blair, welcome. welcome to the Hall of Fame. Welcome aboard. Yeah, so I will get some pictures of them and maybe I'll put them along the top of the TV or oh, something. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Something like that. Like with the Grief Burrito pin badge that we've got up there. That's it, I think. What an evening. Oh, thank you everybody for joining us for... Who's, who's hosting the after show party? <laughs> Elton John. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome aboard, Elton. <laughs> 
yeah thank you everybody who came along and presented an award for us thank you to everybody who's listened over the years years <laughs> over the year and uh let's move on to season three we're not going anywhere no we will be here for the next next well as long as people are listening <laughs> we're, we're having a great time doing this yeah really. Uh, and um we will carry on tell your friends tell your family tell everybody that we're here and check us out i just thought of a tiny dancer joke involving peter dinklage but i'm not going there <laughs> right we do have one last bit of admin to do okay um season three starts next week yeah do you know what that means We've got to pick a f- We need film. to watch a film, as we can't start season three without a film. So I'm going to head to the randomizer. Are you ready? I sure am. It's picked a film called Take Me. Oh, hello. <laughs> Shall we have a look? Let's do it. Do you want to hear the synopsis of Take Me? Yes, please. Take Me is from 2017. It's a 15. Uh, it says, Ray is a fledgling entrepreneur who specializes in high-end simulated abductions. He jumps at the chance when a mysterious client contacts him for a weekend kidnapping with a handsome payday at the end. But the job isn't all that it seems. Brilliant. Sounds interesting. It's got Taylor Schilling in. Oh, Netflix fave. Netflix favourite, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll go out and watch that this week at some point and we'll come back next week and we'll start season three and we'll talk about Take Me. Thank you everyone who came along tonight. Yeah, thank you. Thanks we for really all your... do appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed the episode. It's something a bit different that we wouldn't normally do. Yeah. Let us know what you thought. Let us know and, what you uh, thought. We're going to go and party with everyone. Yeah. Enjoy the after show everybody. Cheers. Bye.